Hi everyone, I hope you're doing well. And I've got a new career related episode to bring to you. And if you've never listened to one of our career insights before, this is when I talk to people from across the industry in different roles from different backgrounds and we learn a little bit about their journey and what makes them tick. The goal to hopefully extract some useful takeaways for any young person looking to embark on their career. So I hope you enjoy it. In this episode, I talk to Ben Arnold, an investment director in value and European equities at Schroeder's. He's got a really unique and interesting story. As a teenager, his number one dream wasn't to work in finance, but rather to play hockey at the Olympic Games. So after graduating from the University of Nottingham in 2012, he started working in the city part-time at RBS as a graduate while he trained with the GB hockey team in preparation for the Rio Olympics. After spending time playing professionally in the Hockey Premier League in Netherlands, he returned to finance and pivoted his career to work in asset management, where he is now heavily involved in their recruitment selection process. Ben is a true advocate for social mobility, having come from a traditional working class background and is always willing to help young people with their future career decisions. And in this segment, Ben kindly shares with me his top tips for standing out in both the application process and in the workplace. So I hope you find it useful. So with the involvement that you have now with hmm. some of the careers team at, let's say, Schroeder's, yeah. is there common things that you see that are good qualities in candidates and those that are not good? Yeah, definitely. So um, so I do, I do sort of help out in the assessment days and the insight days and things like that. And um, the one... I think the standout quality that does really separate a candidate is intellectual curiosity. And I know we've, you know, me and you have spoken about this before. Um, everyone knows that, you know, the finance, finance sector, all the different industries offer um, a lot of grad programs and there's a lot of variation within that. And a lot of recruiters know that a lot of students will just sort of you know, machine gun, take a machine gun approach and just try and hit every company in every sector and, you know, throw as many applications out there as possible um, and hope, you know, just play the numbers game, which definitely has a merit. I wouldn't apply for everything out there. I just think there's far too many, you know, it's probably a hundred grad schemes in the city, maybe more that of a decent size. I think that's impossible to, you know, you have to have, you have to be, you have to discriminate a little bit between them, between them so that your applications are high quality. But, I think having intellectual curiosity, like genuine intellectual curiosity about an industry and, and showing that and demonstrating that is absolutely key. And the, the demonstration bit being so important because the amount of students that I meet, uh, you know, we do sort of speed interviews and things like that here. The amount, of, you know, I, I will always ask, what are you doing outside of your course? Because some will do finance, so naturally they'll be doing stuff related to the industry anyway. But what are you doing outside of your course in your spare time? Um, to, to, to further your knowledge or, you know, get some skills that are relevant to your, that would be relevant to your career. Now, everyone that tells me I love investing, I love equities, always have done. Um, if they struggle to answer that question, then it's just not that compelling. Um, mm. They're not making that much of a compelling case, you know, to the interviewer that they, that, that it is genuine. It's like saying, um, you know, if you ask me, Anthony, or, what football club do you support and I say I love United always have done you know like, oh, you know 
did you watch the game at the weekend? And I don't even know who they played. And I've never been to Old Trafford. And I don't even know who their star players are. You're not yeah. going to believe me that I'm genuinely interested in Man United. <laughs> um, so, you know, having intellectual curiosity, then demonstrating it is, is, is super key. I mean, to my point that I mentioned earlier about picking subjects and things like that, if you follow what you love, I don't think that's a problem. If you're applying, um, you know, for jobs because you feel, you, you know, you just should go into finance because you did a finance related degree or your mates are applying for finance. And that just seems like the, 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 the right thing to do. I would encourage, you know, students to you know really try and find a bit of finance that they think genuinely appeals and where they can enjoy the most, that they can have the most fun. Um, because, you know, it, it's a tough assessment process to get the internships and the tough jobs. It's then tough when you start working in these companies. Um, if you don't, I think, genuinely enjoy it and genuinely attracted to at least some parts of the role, I just mm. don't think you'll last the course. Um, so, um, you know, you're working for a long time. So, you know, I think it's um, to, to not do something that you at least, you know, not everyone can walk around loving their job. You know, that is a, you know, that is a sort of a dream situation, but that's sort of not the reality. But I think you can enjoy a decent amount of it to make it mm. worthwhile and enjoy your career. So um, to make, and then make sure you demonstrate that well with examples to assessors is really important. And that can be, you know, the go-to one that a lot of people, oh, well, I do um, the finance society at university. And that's fine. But you've got to understand the amount of people, you know, if there's 150 people in your, your university's finance society, times that by 30 universities, plus international, you know, the US universities and everything like that, you know, most people are probably going to have that as their go-to evidence for mm. intellectual curiosity. You know, so I work in equities. If someone says they love equities and they love investing, you know, I would hope, you know, a good quality candidate will be running a portfolio or investing themselves doesn't have to be with real money like I didn't have any money at university to invest but you know you can run a paper portfolio um you know simulations etc etc um you're probably going to ask on be asked on a stock pick um you're going to want to have at least probably two or three up your sleeve now you don't need to be quoting you know the 2014 cash flow statement but you've got to have a view um I'd encourage that view to be different than the market um view if um, I always ask, especially if it's equities, you know, and someone says they do, you know, they they have um, they have a portfolio, they invest in stocks. I always ask them, you know, tell me about one stock. Um, now, I'm not an investor. I work on an investment desk. But I'm not a, an investor. I'm not going to ask someone about, you know, the valuation multiple, what adjustments they're making to the balance sheet, et cetera, et cetera. I just want to know, has this person thought reasonably sensibly through the investment case of a business? Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing I'd say, is pick a stock that's not Tesla, Apple, <laughs> or Facebook, because the amount of times I hear those, um, or people give a stock recommendation, it's one of those. Um, you're just not differentiating yourself. Also, you know, most PMs and uh, most fund managers will know the, the investment case for those stocks better than any student. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you if you pick something, pick something that's just really interesting to you. If you, um, you know, if you if you like sport why not pick, you know, Man United or why not pick Adidas or, you know, just something at least a little bit different, a little bit more niche. And you can, you know, you can talk about that probably in a far better way than, um, than, than a company that everyone covers in the city. So, um, so yeah, yeah, sorry, long, long answer <laughs> to a short question. Number one, intellectual curiosity, evidence it as much as you can. Yeah. And then like my, my final question then is that, 
beyond application. So now that you're at the level of experience that you're at in like director position, what yeah. thing would you say has been something that you've had to learn in the workplace that you've had to mm. work hard at to then help that process? And doesn't necessarily where well, it could be technical knowledge, but for most people, I guess it's not always that because you've got to manage the bureaucracy yeah. of working in a large organization and so on. So how's that journey been? Okay, so I have three points. I promise I won't talk as long as I did to the last answer. So the, the, the first one I'll make around the technical ability. I'm not naturally technical at all. My role, I'd say, has a reasonable amount of you know technical knowledge that, that's needed. I need to speak well about equities to clients. I need to have a view on these things. I need to understand the investments um, and the investment process well enough, both of you know, the, the team I work on, but also peers and competitors. Um, but ultimately, you will learn the technical side, whether you are technical um, or not. I know that the technical side of finance puts a lot, lot of people off. There are elements of finance that are very, very technical. Um, I imagine, you know, things like trading, um, some quant fund management stuff is very, very actuarial. Um, the actuarial sector, you know, attracts very technical people. But there's there's this bit of a myth around finance that everyone, you know, can do the black skulls equation in the city in their head or whatever. It's, com it's a complete myth that I think everyone loves to keep up um, because, you know, people make them sound cleverer than they are. If you're not technically minded, please do not be put off by a career in finance. There are, I just A, think you'll learn it, uh, and B, the, 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 the bar for how technical you need to be is a lot lower than anyone will probably publicly admit um, in finance. So that's just one thing that I've learned all of that and learned most of that. I did my CFA and whatever, but it's not that, I, I just, when I speak to students, it really puts them off a lot of stuff in finance. Like, it's um yeah i find it quite disheartening because um the the, the the industry needs to do a better job on, on 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 that you know marketing itself to to people that think about the world differently in terms of my experience and the, and the two things i'd say i've learned uh one was definitely humility so when i started especially when i started at schroeder's you know i was 26 i'd just been an international hockey player for a few years i played in holland and you know i was then a graduate I was, you know, I wouldn't say I was getting doing the photocopying and getting the T's, um, not quite that bad, but it definitely took a while to, um, to, to just, you know, I think I probably thought I was going to be doing a lot more exciting things in my first year or two than I actually was. Um, so sort of just being humble and just being quiet and listening um, was really, really important for me now. You know, I know a lot of other people have different experiences going into their grad schemes, so probably isn't as much of a sort of um, skill that they have to learn. But linked to the second one, and this is something I see across interns, graduates, not here, but most places, is, is, is just patience. Um, I was definitely a bit impatient um, at times when I think over the last few years, you know, just wanted to progress super, super quickly, you know, um, you know it was hungry to progress to get given more work to get given more responsibility that all does come and i think most places are very good at nurturing and, and developing talent over time um but you just do also have to be to be patient and um you know it, it's great to have hungry graduates and uh, and people like that, that that do want to take more on and things like that but um the firm will give you enough work 
to do you will be pushed in terms of your learning not just on the job but most likely exams and any other assessments and things that um that, that the companies have um yeah i would just encourage everyone to um as you know as my parents and colleagues encourage me to be just um just you know it will all come just um just in in, in good time and there's an advantage to being young and naive and inexperienced on a grad scheme, you have free license, pretty much, maybe not all companies, but the, the ones that I know, to email pretty much anyone in the firm to just have a coffee. Um, that is an amazing thing to go and do. If I emailed someone from our real estate division or our fixed income division, said, oh, you know, someone quite senior said, oh, can I just have coffee and learn about your role? They're going to think that I'm going to want a job there. Um, because why does someone that's at direct level want to go and do that? Unless there's something business related, which there might be, and that's you know completely fine. But as a graduate, you get a whole pass to go and do that. So definitely go and do that, um, and then just be patient um, and, and 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 just um, yeah, just uh, don't be too don't be in too much of a rush.